everybody. So we're so excited today to conclude our season of watching season 11 of Doctor Who by ranking the episodes of this season. I'm Rachel and I have two special guests uh, here for Talking Doctor Who. First, of course, we have Jonathan who's been with me on all of these episodes. Hey. Yes. Uh, and then we have a special guest all the way across the pond from uk we have my friend richard is here hello yeah thanks so much for you this is your first time on the podcast talking doctor who right yeah it is talking about doctor who yeah so fun uh how long have you been a fan of doctor who really since the uh since the series was revived back in 2005 with christopher eccleston and billy piper yeah i I actually intended it to watch it that day but it just happened to be on and then i thought I'm i'm definitely tuning in next week uh-huh. So I just went from there. Just always, always kept up with it since, and been watching the, the classic series bit by bit as well. Mm-hmm. What do you like about Doctor Who? I suppose I just like, like the um, how how inventive it is. Like like being able to just go anywhere in space and time, and uh-huh. all sorts of different adventures. And always the uh, the characters are always good as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite Doctor? David Tennant, definitely the tenth mm-hmm. Doctor. Yeah. He was a lot of fun. So very cool. Well, great. Uh, so this is going to be a lot of fun. What we're going to do, there's 11 episodes because we are including the New Year special in our ranking that we're going to do. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to each go over our rankings, talk about uh, from 11 all the way to one and give our little reasons for why we had it where we have it. And we'd love for you guys listening to give us your rankings. Let us know if you disagree, agree with one of us or more, and that'll be a lot of fun. So, all right. Uh, I am going to start with my number 11. (laughs) I have the Tisaranga conundrum is my least favorite of the season because I felt like, they were trying to do something, I think, kind of funny with this whole pregnant man thing. And I thought it just came off very awkward and weird. And I don't know. I just, I, I thought it was a miss. And I guess, I mean, the, the alien was kind of cute, but the episode was really just kind of ruined by that pregnant man. I didn't like it. And so that was my least favorite of the season. <laughs> So what about you, Jonathan? What's your number 11? My number 11 is the number 11 episode, the New Year's special. That was my least favorite okay. of the season. I just well, yeah. thought it wasn't, it wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting something a lot more exciting. I was expecting the Daleks to be a bigger deal and said it was just this one. And I didn't feel like they concluded the storyline very well. Uh-huh. They left a lot of threads hanging without any indication that they were going to be picking them up later like you never find out what happens with the other parts of uh, other Daleks I don't know if they were like like I said I didn't know if it was like a starfish cut into three parts and they were all going to regenerate into new Daleks so like what was the other two parts and it looked like they were coming back but they never did so um it's just like too many loose threads they didn't give enough character development to the new characters the thing with his dad was resolved way too quickly yeah it was just like they spent a whole season with all this angst about him and then he comes back and and in the span of a whole episode everything's fine it just seemed too unrealistically quick yeah and a lot of the characters are kind of 
sidelined you like you didn't really see much from uh from Yaz, for instance or some of the other characters you hardly saw in the special mm-hmm. it's usually Yaz yeah. who gets sidelined isn't it that's yeah the yeah maybe that's the problem with having so many companions is that yeah. it's just hard I mean, like when they had three companions in the william hartnell era like they all got something to do uh-huh they, they've been struggling a bit with that this series i thought they were gonna have ryan and yes form an attachment fall in love kind of thing it seemed like it was heading that way a little bit and then they didn't really do anything with it i think some fans have been suggesting there's more chemistry between yaz and the doctor yeah oh that's interesting huh i haven't felt i haven't felt that but uh but i didn't either but (laughs) yeah i didn't really think that either fans will ship anything yeah that's (laughs) That's very true So, Richard, what was your number 11? My number 11 was It Takes You Away. I mean, I thought it was good in just about all the episodes in this series. So, it's, so It Takes You Away isn't really a bad episode. Uh-huh. I didn't like kind of the mystery at the start of it. But after that, once we go into the alternate universe and uh, all, the, all the mystery was, was, was in the background then, it was, there wasn't really that much else to it. Like, they have this, this dilemma about whether to stay or not. And he just knew they weren't going to. And then that frog puppet was pretty terrible as well. I mean, you can't build a whole episode on... On a, on a terrible puppet, but it's uh, <laughs> it, it did kind of stand out. I forgot about that frog puppet. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> bad, darn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean, that one's one of my middle ones you'll see coming up, but I can see why it would be your least favorite. I I, I just thought the uh, the overall aesthetic was so cool with those weird bladder balloons things and. Some of that stuff was pretty cool, but yeah, it you obviously knew what was going to happen. So, yeah, the aesthetic um, was good. I like how they started off in this, this isolated house in Norway, and it kind of seemed like it was going to be like a haunted house story. Yeah, and I did like how they were able to move beyond that into something much more complex. Yeah, interesting. So you were pretty that. high on this season, then you you like really liked it. I did really like it. Yeah, it was yeah. a very consistent season. But I was uh, I, I was like giving most of the episodes like sevens or eights out of ten. Yeah, I felt the same way. I, it wasn't until the end where I thought it started going a little bit downhill. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with some of the critiques that I've read where they they were trying maybe a little too hard to make every antagonist uh, sympathetic or like you know likable or give them a backstory or something like that as opposed to just sort of fighting evil kind of a thing. Uh, I think there's some truth to that with that and that also the uh that doctor was pretty perfect and she she didn't really make any any mistakes and and that sonic with the screwdriver was i don't know it was just very was very powerful could do anything but uh i don't know it's an, it's an interesting well you can uh, generally do anything in other series as well yeah so all right well my number 10 is uh Rachnitz in the uk because i just thought the mini trump guy was re- the american was really cringy and uh it just i don't know it was just kind of like ugh, uh why do we need to have this in our little escapist sci-fi you know like i it was just too i thought it was kind of heavy-handed they like the spiders were pretty cool and that was pretty creepy sometimes but the whole hotel owner guy thing I, I didn't like it wasn't for me so i didn't like that john what do you have at number 10 
Number 10, I have the Battle of Ranskor of Kolos. Uh-huh. That one, I just felt like it wasn't good enough to be a season finale, and that just kind of soured me on it. Uh-huh. Like, it wasn't bad, I don't think. If it had been in the middle of the series, I don't think I would have thought twice about liking or disliking it. But because it was supposedly this massive finale. season finale, it's just like it didn't feel big enough to be a season finale. Plus I was never a fan of Tim Shaw anyway. Like he Uh was my least favorite part of the premiere, even though I really did like the premiere. Just like, I wish they could have found a better bad guy. Uh I don't know. I, the episode was fine, but because it was supposed to be the season finale and it just did not feel like a season finale, I didn't, I was kind of meh on it. Uh it makes sense so Richard what's your number 10 uh, my number 10 is Kablam and really just because it's quite a slow episode compared to most of the others like the story the story just kind of drags a lot in the in the middle but otherwise I kind of like the whole um, exploration of of automation in the workplace which is obviously a relevant mm-hmm. issue I did like the the ending as well where it turned out that that Charlie was the bad guy and that this this plan to exploit people's love of popping bubble wrap yeah, that was pretty cool. That's why I put it over a textual way. Mm-hmm. It, it was just kind of a it was it was a bit of a dull episode for some of it. Interesting. Okay, good. All right. So my number nine is the New Year special resolution. Just because I felt like it was pretty by the numbers. It wasn't terrible, but I yeah, I I don't know. I I do agree with Jonathan that the whole Ryan and his dad thing I think could have been done better. And it felt like uh, that when they made up, it was more, it was more out of like fear of him, you know, getting sucked away and everything than it was really like having a true sort of discussion and, and um, a true uh, sort of really talking about like why he wasn't there at the funeral and why he was such a negligent person, not a good person. Uh, So yeah, it wasn't my favorite. So I have, yeah, that's where I have it. So Jonathan, what do you have at number nine? Number nine is where I have Kerblam. And it's not because I particularly disliked it. Like I said, I, re- I liked most of the season, but like besides the two, I just talked about the next four and then the four after that, it was like, I was having a trouble deciding where I wanted to rank them. Yeah. So this, this could have easily been higher, but it just did end up being number nine. Uh-huh. Um, it was slightly weaker than I would have liked it, but overall, I did enjoy it. I liked the characters. I thought they had a decent amount of character development for the new characters, and yeah, it was it was a fine episode. It just uh-huh. I didn't have too many complaints. Yeah, very cool. Uh, what about you, Richard? Um, well, I kind of adjusted the um, the original ranking. I'd. Uh, I put on my blog, so my number nine is Arachnids in the UK. After I've rewatched it, mm-hmm. oh, I, I mean, originally when I watched it, I thought it was a pretty good. It was just a pretty good adventure, and um, but looking back on it now, it's um, it, it does have a few. It wasn't quite as good as I remembered, and uh, the and the old writing being the the Trump character feeling a bit heavy-handed. I mean, I think he even has um hairstyle a little bit like Trump. Yeah, and the, and the spiders were only okay as um. As monsters, but I can't put it above Kablam, and it, it takes you away because it was never boring. It was there was always something yeah. happening. 
Well, and it just kind of ends. They don't even like, there were a lot of spiders all over the place, more than just in that one hotel. And so it, it just kind of ends, which is weird. Yeah, I get, yeah, maybe they're just hoping they'll die off or something. Once they've <laughs> yeah, I guess. Got rid of all the main ones around the, where the, the rubbish pit is. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of expecting the Chris Knopf's character to come back at some point as well. Because I was quite surprised that he ends up getting away alive at the end rather than getting eaten by a spider. Yeah, yeah I was kind of waiting for him to get eaten and he never did. Yeah, just as uh, that was pretty pretty gnarly when his uh, when he just shuts his his assistant in that bathroom. Yeah, and you hear the ooh. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, all right. So my number eight is the Battle of Rancor of whatever i actually do kind of like sim simshaw i like how he's got those teeth all over him that's creepy very creepy yeah it was kind of it wasn't super memorable <laughs> i didn't have a lot of but i thought it was it didn't have anything that really irritated me like the trump guy so it's it and resolution are about the same for me like they were both okay but not super they're both kind of forgettable um, but I I thought that Graham had some pretty good moments in this one, uh, Vranskor, and if I felt pretty, um, I felt for him. It was pretty pretty some pretty nice moments for the Doctor. Um, but yeah, like I said, they're about equal for me. Resolution and the, this one. So uh, I agree with Jonathan that the the ending wasn't as strong as some of the other episodes. Uh, the last two but um john what do you have at number eight for number eight that's where i have arachnids in the uk um this is another one i thought it was fine i didn't really have too many complaints the trumpish character was meh whatever i wasn't like super offended by him or anything Mm -hmm. but i felt like he was a bit too heavy-handed to be 100 percent enjoyable as a bad guy but other than that, I didn't have too many complaints. I liked the spiders. I guess the whole thing about, like, towards the end kind of brought it down slightly with the the, the doctor not wanting to kill the spider with a gun. Oh, yeah! She was, like, fine with locking them in the thing to starve to death. But, like, I, that I felt could have been resolved yeah. better. Somebody needed to have a couple more writing sessions on how yeah, to get... Yeah, that was lame that. because... Because yeah. the the guy was actually like more merciful, like exactly, yeah, yeah, just to shoot because he's dying anyway. And but the doctor just doesn't like guns by default. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I agree with you. I forgot about that. That's that's right. So that's that's interesting. Uh, what do you have at number eight, uh, Richard? Uh, my number eight is the woman who fell to earth. The first episode. Uh-huh. I thought it was a pretty good start. Like a like Jodie Whittaker got off to a really great start as the doctor. Uh-huh. And I kind of like seeing the how the atmosphere was different from previous series. Kind of, I never actually watched Broadchurch, which Chris Chris Chibnall has previously worked on, but it did kind of feel a bit like a crime drama. It's kind of dark and and gritty atmosphere. And uh-huh. but overall, I thought the the story with the opener was a little bit weak. And the I do and I do like Tim Shaw as a villain, but I thought he was he was weaker here than he was in the Battle of Ranskor of Koros. And uh, for having like Hawk because we had four companions rather than three for this episode, and that felt a bit too much. Mm. I was, so I was kind of expecting that Grace would die, so we'd be down to three. Yeah, it, 
there were a lot of tells throughout the episode that she was going to be a goner, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, it's still, I felt pretty sad when she did, but, but yeah. I was going to say when you mentioned Graham before, you know, um, he, Bradley Walsh, the guy who plays him, he's a, he's a game show host right now in the UK. Oh, really? Yeah. He hosts this game show called The Chase. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. So we're on number seven. All right. Okay. So my number seven is uh, the Ghost Monument. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of like amazing race across all these planets that this guy, this rich guy has set up. And I it wasn't, obviously, it wasn't very memorable for me, uh, but I remember enjoying it. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's just where it ended up right in the middle uh, for me. So Jonathan, what about you? What's your number seven? Yeah, mine's the same. That's where I have the ghost monument as well. Yeah. Um, I I liked this one. I I think I really liked it while I was watching it, but it is a little forgettable. But as far as like thinking back on it, I remember I liked all the characters that they put in. I liked the backstories they were giving them. I thought it was well written. So I didn't remember anything that really brought it down. So it just got stuck in the middle. Yeah, it's kind of the same with me. Uh, all right, uh, Richard, what's your number seven? Well, it's free for free because my seven is also the ghost monument. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. I, I thought it was quite, it was kind of a minimalist episode, really. It was a very simple story about just trying to get across this planet to get to the TARDIS. It's, uh-huh. So it felt quite compact, really. Yeah. And, so we, and so we just get them this quite simple adventure and we get to see some, some character moments like between Graham and Ryan and the, the Doctor and companions getting to know each other in these, in these two other races that are with them. Yeah, I think, I think the main problem I have with it is that the ending was a bit too neat. They end up going off. They they win the race, or I yeah. can't remember. They end up tying for it, and they yeah. just go off, tying and then they just get the yeah. TARDIS, and that's it. That's right. Very yeah. All right. So my number six is it takes you away because I thought that there was some pretty good emotion between. Uh, yeah, you you know that Graham is not going to choose to stay there, but I thought that there was still some like emotion in just the uh, just her him getting to see her again, and I felt that, and I thought it was pretty well done, and I thought that that girl, the blind girl, was really good. It was a very good actress, and I liked the whole atmosphere of it. I liked that uh it, the um. Uh, it felt like sort of the sunken place you know this this weird world with these like you know these bladders that they were like these balloons that looked so weird and uh i yeah i so overall i i, I really i thought that it had some emotion it had some heart it it looked really cool uh and i think that the doctor had to work really hard to get everybody to do the right thing <laughs> to kind of convince everybody to do the right thing and i like seeing that it might have been predictable but i i enjoyed it so that's the one i have at number six so what about you jonathan well we're not going to be three for three again but this is also my number six ah. <laughs> I, right, we're not. yeah I, I liked this one and i didn't really have a problem with the frog at the end like i wish they would have done a better special effect because the puppet was a little it seemed slightly unfinished like they could have done a better job but 
I liked the idea that they were going for, and I liked the aesthetic of the entire episode. I thought everything in it was like really imaginative. There were so many great ideas in the episode that I I really enjoyed it, and I was able to forgive the puppet at the end. Right. But if they had had a better frog, I I think I would have liked it a little better. But I didn't have a problem with the frog at all. I I thought it was weird, and I like weird things. So maybe something yeah, other than the frog. That would have been fine too, but I didn't mind the frog. I I liked that it was a weird thing. I don't know. I just I enjoyed yeah. it, even though it was not as good as it could have been. Uh-huh. Interesting. All right, uh, Richard, what about you? What's your number six? My number six is The Witchfinders. Oh. I just really like the, uh, the historical episodes this season. Yeah. yeah they, they, they always managed to create this really great atmosphere of wherever they were, and they always had this theme of like discrimination and ignorance going on. I just, I just thought this was kind of the weakest of the historical episodes because it can't handle the um, it can't handle the historical element so well and the human element that the the alien elephant kind of felt like an afterthought by comparison. But there is kind of a build up yeah. through the the episode, uh, but they kind of they just kind of then pop up at the end and and they get dealt with pretty quickly. But yeah. otherwise, I just really liked all everything that the Doctor and the companions had to deal with in that era, and I really liked uh, Alan Cummings' performance as King James as well. He was so fun. I loved him. He was such a surprise. As soon as he got on, I was like, oh, look. <laughs> this is really great. So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, so, okay. So, my number five is the premiere, The Women Who Fell to Earth. I really thought there were so many cute moments. Like, I love when the doctor says that Yaz is her friend. And she has that little uh, little moment. I I liked when she goes shopping for clothes. That was funny and cute. And of course, then there's also the emotional moments with Grace and how that affects Ryan and Graham. And that's very sad. And I actually thought that this sim sim shot, like with the teeth all over his face, was pretty creepy and pretty weird. Um, and you know that poor guy who worked at the factory <laughs> was you're like oh shoot uh but overall i i really enjoyed it and i just thought that jody was so fun in uh in that one it's yeah. such a fun way to introduce her to all of us she was just she was sort of cheeky but but sweet at the same time and uh I, it was a great start so uh, i think you'll that... like david Tennant sometimes yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's one I have at five. What about you, Jonathan? Number five is where I have the witch finders. Okay. Uh, like you said earlier, this all the historical episodes were great. Normally, the I think I've said this in the past, I've never been like the hugest fan of the historical episodes. They always seem like, like usually kind of boring to me. There are There are some exceptions, but for the most part, it's like if I hear there's a historical episode coming up, it's like, oh man, I wanted I wanted another outer space adventure, whatever. Uh-huh. The all of them this season were great, and this just happens to be my least favorite, but it's still a great episode. I thought they had great characters, and yeah, the alien threat was sweet. So it did sort of seem like an afterthought, but that kind of felt the same way with all of the historical episodes. And I was kind of fine with that because they really built up the characters rather than the alien stuff. And normally I I want better aliens, but they did such a good job with the characters and the setting and everything that I, I really liked it. 
How do you feel about the fact there were no double episodes this season? I mean, it's fine, but I would have preferred at least one because I do like the two-parters. Mm-hmm. I feel like that they can build up a story better when they have two-parters. Like, I would have preferred that the season or the sort of season finale resolution, I would have preferred that as a two-parter because they would have made me care about the characters more. And I think I would have liked the dad better in that that way too. Yeah, I suppose they would have had more room there, wouldn't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They more room to play with the Dalek as well. Yes, definitely. What do you think, Richard? Would you Do you miss not having a two-parter? Uh, to be honest, I don't really mind either way. I mean, in, I mean, Series 9 was mostly two-parters and that was one of the best seasons if I could ever able, able to like develop the story so well, mm-hmm. I don't have any like strong feelings about two parters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. So, uh, so Richard, what's your number um, five? Well, my number five is the Saranga conundrum. And it's a bit of a shame, really, how how many other people think this is kind of a weak episode. Like when I, like there's a YouTube channel called the Who Addicts when they were ranking real free people ranking their Doctor Who series eleven, and they all had the Saranga conundrum at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really like pregnant man. I think it's very divisive. Hmm. I think I think most people, a lot of people, just kind of feel it's kind of a, a boring episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really like. it. I mean, it's better than I find most of space station episodes do tend to be a little bit boring, but this one wasn't because it just had so many characters and so many subplots, and uh, it could have quite easily been a mess. And yeah, it didn't feel that way. It all felt mm-hmm. it all came together quite well. I mean, the pre- the pregnant man, it was really that it was really that relevant to the plot overall, but it did like. So this kind of emotional purpose for mm-hmm. for Ryan and um, and his his issues with his father. And I did quite like the Pating as well. How it was this kind of this almost cute and cuddly thing, and yet so destructive. And yet it's not actually malevolent. It's just hungry. Yeah, I didn't mind the. I mean, it kind of looks like a. It sort of looks like Stitch, kind of. Yeah, it's a little bit like Stitch as well. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind the alien so much. I just. I don't know. Just didn't think that. I don't like the pregnant man, but I can see why you'd like it. Uh, so, all right. So my number four is Kerblam. I thought the whole idea of sort of commenting on sort of Amazon and sort of that thing was, was pretty interesting. And I think it, it was really interesting to make the sort of idealistic kind of hopeful uh, young person, the villain, uh, was pretty bold actually especially in this day and age you know that uh, uh you, you, we kind of think of them as it's the sort of the liberal idealist who uh you know wants everyone to be taken care of wants everyone to be, and yet here he's the one who is uh is going to be killing all these people with this bubble wrap and he killed his i think her name was kara i think he didn't mean to do that that was was, the the computer character that that to teach him a lesson basically yeah and so and i thought it was actually pretty hard it was probably the biggest challenge for the doctor to figure out how to stop this and figure out who who, what was going on figure out figure out the uh, the perpetrator i guess and I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool this this whole weird sort of dystopian version of Amazon um, was an interesting way to go. And so that's what I have it at number four. What about you, Jonathan? What's your number four? Number four is where I have the Saranga conundrum. I really liked this episode. Yeah, it was my favorite of the really sci-fi episodes this mm-hmm. season. There were a lot of great ideas in it. I liked the creature. I 
I actually liked the pregnant man just because it was a weird idea and I like weird ideas. Like, like I said with the other episode, I liked the frog idea because it was a weird idea. Like mm-hmm. anything that's completely outside of the ordinary and I, and if it's written well, I like it. And I liked, I liked everything that happened in this episode. I liked the characters. I thought they all had a good amount of character development enough to make me care about them before the end, which is sometimes hard to do in an hour episode when you bring in a bunch of new characters. A lot of times people don't write them well enough that I actually care about them. And I liked the characters they introduced. So yeah, I, I liked just about everything in this episode. Hmm, cool. Good. Um, all right. Uh, Richard, what do you have a number, uh, number four? My number four is Rosa. It's a, oh. it, is a, it is a very strong episode. And kind of putting a number four, it's a bit unfair, really, because it is a very strong episode. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I, I just, I was really impressed with how it, pre- how it presented the, the American segregation in the 1950s and just how tense you felt all the time with how uh, everybody was regarding the Doctor and, and Ryan and, and Yaz. And that is, I did like the whole idea of like someone trying to change history by making just these little, these little nudges. And then the Doctor and, and Team TARDIS having to do all, all these spur-of-the-moment actions to try and change it back. Maybe the main weaknesses were that the, the villain was a little too simplistic. Basically, he just, he just wants blacks to be put in their place. And, and some of it was a little bit heavy-handed as well. Mm. I guess that's understandable because really what the subject was. But it, but yeah, it was, he was a very just good kind episode. of a, he was just kind of a racist. There wasn't yeah. a lot of motivation to him. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And he was another one I was expected to come back later as well because he, mm. he just mm-hmm. kind of he, he was just kind of sent away, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Maybe in series series twelve. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's really well, worth bringing him back, but yeah, without there wasn't really much resolution to it. So my number three is Witchfinders. I loved Alan Cumming. He was hilarious. I really liked the whole dynamic between the two sisters and the, uh, the, the, the late, the lady who chops down the tree. I thought that was kind of surprising that that, you know, that, that there was this whole, uh, yeah, maybe the alien was maybe sort of underused, but I thought it was like a surprising twist on it, I guess, uh, that this whole, this, this, this has been sort of a dumping ground for these aliens, all the same. And then when she cuts down the tree that, that, that that sort of unleashed them all and i you know it sort of has some some social commentary as far as religion and group think and stuff like that without being too heavy-handed in my opinion all the acting was really good and uh you know they got that atmosphere of like you know regency of a um, period piece kind of a thing down very good and i I liked the doctor trying to figure out how to work with these people and how to talk with them. And uh, yeah. So anyway, I have it a three, Jonathan, what do you have a three? Number three is where I have the woman who fell to earth. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really great premiere and I wasn't a huge fan of Tim Shaw, but I don't think he was the main focus of the episode. The main focus of the episode was getting to know the characters. And I thought they did a great job with that. I really liked Ryan's grandmother. I kind of knew from the start that she was doomed because 
I had seen all the promotional material and who the companions were going to be, and she was not included. So I knew she was going to die, and I did not want her to die because I loved her. I thought she was great. But even though I knew that she was kind of doomed from the start, I thought they did a great job of setting up her character. Because even though she dies, she's really important to the series as a whole. And I thought that they did a great job setting all that up and building the characters, I guess, sort of around her. Like, I mean, she's not the main focus, but she kind of is. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was all written so well that even though I didn't really care about the bad guy, I still really liked the episode. Yeah. Well, and it, she so affects both Graham and Ryan. So Mm -hmm. it's so important to kind of get you sort of attached to her in order to understand their characters going forward. Yeah. And she ends up going back twice, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Uh, very good pick. Uh, so, Richard, what's your number three? Well, my number three is the Battle of Ranskor Avkolos. And uh, I originally put this as my favorite episode of the season, not counting Resolution. Interesting. I mean, when I rewatched it, I found it, it wasn't, it, I can't put it down a little bit, but uh, not much, because I still think it's a very good episode. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why people feel it, it feels very different from the typical finale. It feels quite low key compared to the finales of other seasons. But I didn't really mind that. It was quite nice to have a, a change, really. And that's it. I still felt the, it was a good adventure and the stakes were pretty high with Earth almost being destroyed. I thought Tim Shaw was a better villain here than he was in the first episode. And then, and then they had that subplot about whether Graham is going to kill Tim Shaw or not. And I think I knew in my head that he wasn't going to because we've seen that trope before about the, the good guy thinking they're going to kill the bad guy and in the end they can't do it. But I think the acting and the way it was handled was so good that in my heart, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if it was gonna, he was going to do it or not. Yeah, he, he was really strong in that, uh, in that, in that scene, in that, ep- in that part of the episode. Uh, I think he did yeah. a v- very good job, the actor. Yeah. yeah, the second half of the episode was a lot better than the first half. Yeah, very good. Okay, great. Well, so my number two is The Demons of Punjab. I thought it was really well written. I thought it was interesting. I thought you really, I mean, I love romance, even a tragic romance, but um, I love, you know, romances. And I thought that uh, it was really interesting for uh, Yaz to go back and see her grandma and find out that she's this whole different person than she had, than she thought. And uh, and when she goes back and sees her grandma, she sort of res- has a whole new respect for all of her accomplishments and her life and uh, sort of this, you know, this love that, that she had. And then the two brothers becoming divided because of this par- partition of India. And I had, I'd seen uh, the, um, I can't think of the name all of a sudden, but the movie about this separation um last year and so i knew a little bit about it and the viceroy's uh, house yes yes right. viceroy's house um and that was a really good movie and i thought that it, you know this did a good job kind of showing that divide between these two brothers and and uh that this conflict had created and uh it it just worked i think it was really beautifully filmed it was really well acted and uh it's my number two so, Jonathan, what about you? What's your number two? For this one is where I have Rosa, 
but really my last couple, even the last few were just kind of changing a lot. Like I had had my number two at the Saranga conundrum a while ago, but I changed it because there's just, the episodes are also different that it was hard to pick what, what I liked about them and what I might like more. But in the end, I put Rosa here because it was one of the historical episodes and the fact that it was one of my absolute favorites of the season I thought was great. Mm-hmm. It didn't quite get to number one. I'll, well, when I get to number one, I can explain what pushed it yeah. over the top. But like, I really liked the fact that it mostly stuck with the human drama, which is kind of weird for me to say because like my favorite thing about Doctor Who is the weird aliens. And, I, and the fact that I like this one kind of because there were no weird aliens says a lot for the episode, I think. I liked that the bad guy was not an alien. I liked that he was just a racist from Earth. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was a, I almost was afraid that they were going to have the bad guy be an alien. And I felt like that would have cheapened the episode somehow. So mm-hmm. the fact that he was time-traveling from the future still kept in the sci-fi element. And, but it allowed it just to be a human with a human made it a human issue and i liked that they wrote it so well and they had the resolution written so well i just i i really liked everything about this episode yeah you ever watched any of the uh, the first doctor's historical adventures jonathan because some of those are just historicals that had no aliens at all yeah i've i've been trying to find a good way to watch them they were on hulu for a while and i started watching it and then they took it off hulu so i I don't really feel like subscribing to another. I think it's on BritBox now. I don't really feel like subscribing to a whole other <laughs> thing just for That's that. Cause funny. I don't have time to, I'm, I have two jobs plus the internet stuff. So I don't really have time to watch a lot of things. So I don't want to subscribe to another one unless I've got like a focus, like I'm going to watch this for all the way through. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, all right, Richard, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Resolution, the New Year's special. Mm. I, just, I just found this a really entertaining special. It kind of felt the, of all the episodes in Series 11, this one felt kind of closest to what had come before in the Davis and Moffat series. And I think after Series 11 was so different in a lot of ways, I was kind of ready for something like this, having a classic monster back and and just a classic adventure. I did quite like how they how they used the Dark Harlick with its... Uh, but it's possessing this woman, even though that was that did feel quite a lot like Venom, and then having it come along with this uh, this junkyard look, this quite slender look that I did like as well. It was just a it was just a fun episode, really. Yeah, there were definitely some fun moments with the Daleks when he was making his uh, his tank. That was pretty in- interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like that. that yeah, I li- I liked the episode too, even though it was at the bottom. But my biggest problem with it was that it felt like it went too fast, and they didn't. They crammed too much into one hour. If, if they had put it into a two-parter, I think I would have really liked the episode. Yeah. I just felt like they were do- trying to do too much too quickly. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, so. the stuff with Ryan's dad didn't... Um, I felt that could have worked better just because it was... It kind of felt very separate from what was going on with the Dalek. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. felt a little bit out of place, really. It might have been different if it had been a two-parter and they could, uh, and they could develop it a bit more. Yeah. Very good. All right. So now we're at our top spot. This is very exciting. So my number one 
is the aforementioned Rosa. I thought it was so well done. I thought the idea of making just these little changes that would stop uh, her from getting uh, for for refusing to move her seat on that bus uh there were so many of them that that was really fun and for the doctor and all of them to have to keep track of of all these different things and uh and then also you know it's like interesting to see the way that they treated ryan and also the way they treated yaz like thinking she was like mexican or something and that was that was funny and uh you know how they responded how sort of horrific it is for them as minorities to be in that era and how hard it is and i and because like uh last year there was the one with the um ice you know the town with the ice that was Mm -hmm. said in the the past and nobody cared at all that the uh forget her name was black bill bill yeah nobody cared at all about her either which I liked, I liked this better because it was like, it just felt more real, I guess, of how these companions would be treated. I don't know. I was actually thought it was kind of moving at the end when they're with Rosa and talking with her about change and, and, uh, and then she uh, eventually, you know, holds her ground in the bus and everything ends up turning out good. And I love time time travel stories and all of Doctor Who to certain extent has time travel stories, but some they feel more like time travel stories than others. And this really got that sort of idea of one little choice that we make can throw sort of everything off. And I like that. So that's my number one. Uh, so Jonathan, what's your number one? Yeah, this is where my kept flipping back and forth because i had rosa there for a while too but yeah ultimately i decided to go with the demons of the punjab because yeah it's so good i i really liked what they did with the episode because this is not a historical event that everybody is familiar with like most of the time doctor who does stories like that totally everybody knows what they're what they're going for but i didn't really know hardly anything about this time and this uh-huh. place and I liked how they kind of made it into an educational episode without it seeming like an educational episode. I thought it was so well written so that I kind of, like it actually taught me what was going on. And then to have the good character development on top of that, it was just, it was almost like the icing on the cake. And then at the end, like one of my favorite alien tropes, this is a weird favorite trope to have, but I love it when aliens are kind of horrifying but they're actually like benevolent and nice like one of my favorite things about a wrinkle in time is ant beast like she's this horrible looking alien but she's like so kind and loving and i like that this that kind of happened here it wasn't the same exact thing but they were nice aliens they just looked horrifying and people thought they were demons just there were so many elements at play that it just put it over the top and i decided this one's going to be my number one well and the aliens were trying to do the right thing they're yeah. trying to yeah from their perspective and that that's always that always helps but yeah great pick for obviously it's my number two so i agree with you uh very much so uh so richard what's your number one well i'm with jonathan my number one at the moment is demons of the punjab yeah 
was really I just good. thought this was this was the most emotional episode of the season, I felt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it handled like its historical background, how um, this issue about the partition of India and just how you get this tension building up and up and kind of the and kind of rising and just tempers getting worse and worse until finally we get the all that aggression at the end. If it, it did feel quite similar to Rosa, but maybe it handled a little bit better. And then you get the, the reveal with the the aliens who are supposed to be assassins and are actually witnesses. I just really love that moment in the spaceship where, doc, where the aliens are explaining to the Doctor what they're doing now. That was just one of the really good moments of the series. And, it, and then we get this conflict about, about how they're not allowed to change anything. And uh, right. it, it was just a very strong episode all around. Because a lot of times it seems like Doctor Who doesn't acknowledge that, that if you change something, then it'll change every, you know, it'll change everything kind of a thing. Yeah. But they definitely did for this ep- this episode. So it was a really good one. Like I did uh, think in Rosa, how, um, how they can't have, uh, how they're trying to stop this change from Rosa being on the bus. And yet they're able to send this, this bus driver off to Las Vegas to meet Frank Sinatra, which he presumably didn't do in the original timeline. So is that not going to change anything? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Very good. Good picks. Very good. So let's all go over our picks. So I have at number 11, I have the Saranga Conundrum. Number 10, I have Arachnids in the UK. Number 9, Resolution 8, The Battle of Rankscar of Colos. Number 7, The Ghost Monument. Number 6, It it Takes You Away. Number 5, The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Number 4, Koblam. Number three, get witch finders. Number two, demons of Punjab, and number one, Rosa. So, uh, so Jonathan, what's you want to uh, give your order real quick? Yeah, for number eleven, I have resolution. For number ten, I have the battle of Ranskor of Kolos. Number nine, Kerblam. Number eight, Arachnids in the UK. Number seven, the Ghost Monument. Number six, it takes you away. Number five, the witch finders. Number four, the Saranga conundrum. Number three, the woman who felt earth. Number two, Rosa. And number one, the demons of the Punjab. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very, very good. All right, uh, Richard, what, uh, recite your list uh, once again. Okay. And number 11, it takes you away. Number 10, Kablam. Number nine, Arachnids in the UK. Number eight, the woman who fell to earth. Number seven, the ghost monument. Number six, The Witch Finders. Number five, The Saranga Conundrum. Number four, Rosa. Number three, The Battle of Ranskor Av Kolos. Number two, Resolution. And number one, Demons of the Punjab. Very good. Great. Well, I really like all of our rankings. I think this was really fun. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of glad that we all, you know, liked this season for the most part. Because yeah. it seems like it's been pretty divisive. But yeah, I... I feel like there's there's good stuff in there and there have been mm-hmm. some some really strong episodes and uh so i feel positive about the season i would yeah. definitely give it a fresh rating if i was going to put it on on Rotten tomatoes i give it fresh because yeah. the ratings have been pretty good for uh compared to other seasons especially series 10 mm-hmm. like there's this, this youtube channel called mr tardis reviews has been kind of uh, analyzing the the numbers of the audiences over like seven days and mm-hmm. and 28 days on like streaming services and they find that the um the viewing is actually pretty good relatively speaking that's good that's yeah i'm good. glad yeah well i wish they weren't waiting until 2020 but at least i have plenty of time yeah. to and plenty of other stuff to do 
Well, that might be a special at the end of the year. We don't know who we know yet. That, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm really hoping they'll do a Christmas special. Yeah. Or a, or a New Year's special, if that's what they're going to switch to. But I think they should go back to Christmas. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so, great. Okay, awesome. Well, Jonathan, where can people find you online? You can find me at John J. North on most social media. And you can find me on YouTube if you search for iHeartAnimation. Great. And Richard, where can people find you? Well, uh, my YouTube channel is just Richard Southworth. My Twitter is RJ underscore Southworth. And I have a blog where I talk about Doctor Who and other things at uh, velociraptor256.wordpress.com. Cool. Great. And we'll have that all in the description section if people can make sure you're following both Jonathan and Richard and make sure you're following me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media and if you can put your reviews on iTunes that's very helpful and give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube and uh, thanks so much you guys I really appreciate it it's a lot of fun yeah thanks yeah, for having us alright we will talk again next year <laughs> about Doctor Who <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs>